Well, hello there. Thank you for coming to the A to Z podcast. My name is Zach Jackson. My friend's name is Andre Knott. We are at Akron Jackson at Dre Knott on most of your favorite social media platforms. Shouts to Blue Wire. Shouts to American Fireworks, our friends. Uh, they're open in Hudson. They're always open at AmericanFireworks.com. Look them up there. Uh, Christmas gift cards, fireworks, anything you need, um, hit them up. Tell them A to Z sent you. They've been known to take care of you. Um, if you're new here, thanks for coming. Um, quick warning that we get excited. We venture into mature slash immature subjects, and we sometimes say four-letter words. So if that's not for you, if there are kids around or if you're in a work environment, put on your earbuds or come back at another time. We would never want anyone to get in trouble for listening to A to Z. We would never want anyone to get in trouble going online and posting how they really feel about things, Dre. We would oh, ne- we're not allowed to do that. And when somebody's dad does it, that's a bad thing. <laughs> it's the most, I mean. I mean, but see, I'm going to go off and some people aren't going to like it. And I don't want to go off, but I'm going to just say it like this. No, remember at one point in time we said, man, the Browns are finally mature. They got mature people running the team. They do still. I still believe that. But they got some immature people in that clubhouse still. And it goes back to this team has no idea how to cultivate any kind. Like, look who they just played. And what do you and I talk about the entire time about the Steelers know who they are? They know what flies in their clubhouse, what doesn't fly in their clubhouse. Right. Right. Baltimore, same thing. The Browns still, and this is this is a part of changing constantly, changing coaches. And Stefanski, you said something on our podcast last week that that that's coming so true, and it's even more so than you knew because you're not smart enough to knew what truly was coming. <laughs> you're not, but you put you hit on something. Kevin Stefanski may have had the easiest first year as a head coach because everything was done over Zoom. The realities of how life really works in the NFL are happening this year, where everybody's back together and everything's not going perfectly. And I'm going to tell you something right now, and you may not like it. And I know certain people that aren't going to like it. I'm not going to say one thing, bad thing about OBJ's dad. Um, I know. And I'm going to say it. Some people don't take well to black fathers standing up for their kids the way that he do. And I'm just saying it that way. Cause I can tell by the way, everybody's responding. Is it perfectly right? Nah, we can debate that. But I've seen the quarterback's wife and family members post shit for years, and I haven't heard – I have not heard the uproar. They're wrong, too. They're but wrong. I, okay, but I, thank you for saying that. But where's the uproar when that happens? I don't right. – you, you can't tell me right now that the uproar has been the same for when I have to read something from her that I'm hearing from him. I mean, it, it is for me. I say it's ridiculous, and she should you shut do. up and go away you every do. Because yeah. you're an honest man. You do. But where is the same – because here's the problem. The first time she's posted something, if he goes there and says, "Hun, I love you. I appreciate you having my back," but it really doesn't help the team dynamic. Take that shit down. Yeah, I would respect that. But now all of a sudden, I'm here. Well, OBJ should tell his dad to do this. He should tell his dad why. This is the president of what has been set in this Browns locker room that people can let. And, and it's a part of the problem of our country. Period. Right? You write a bad article, and your mom sees it, and she's and your mom doesn't. But she's going at people. I've read, you know, whether it's Zach Meisel, whether it's you, I've seen personnel within teams go at, go at writers because they don't like what they write. It's all small-minded bullshit because most of these people wouldn't do it to their faces, but they get on behind their keyboard and they think they're tough. But for the outroar that I'm seeing today over OBJ's dad, I'm laughing at you guys because when Baker's wife does it, everybody wants to throw a fucking 0-16 and 16 parade. And yeah. it doesn't help, and neither one helps within the locker room. No, you're right. This Listen. should have been this should have been knocked out a while ago. But once it's out, once the, once the toothpaste is out the tooth, this is what you get, people. 
This is what you get, and it still goes back to. And this isn't this isn't Baker's fault completely. It's not Baker's fault completely. It's not Miles Garrett's fault completely. I don't think it's Kevin Stefanski's fault completely. But this is the situation the Browns are in still because they don't have an identity as an organization. They don't have like who taught Baker how to be a leader of a of a, of a franchise. Like it bothered me, and it shouldn't bother me. It bothered me that Miles Garrett. And I know Miles Garrett cared about the game. So let me say this first. I don't want to be like everybody else. I know he cared about Sunday's game. I, I don't disagree with that. But it's a terrible effing look to still be wearing your prop shit that, from a WWE thing with people's names on the back when your ass just got beat. Like, I, And look, every team has certain guys that go do the Halloween thing. I'm not that guy. But I am that guy that it's not a good look because Zach Jackson has told you guys for a long time about perception. And sometimes I don't agree with him about it, but the perception comes off after that game that more people cared about their Halloween look than the game. Now, I know that's not true. I know it's not, but it is the look. And my point to this is there is no true leadership in Berea yet to teach these guys how to lead because, well, who's the veterans that taught these guys to lead? When you're always online, you're always online. Mm-hmm. And when these guys are out winning the off-season workout video championship, right, mm-hmm. knowing that they can go online and back up the stuff they say, bitching about the officials and showing off their summer workouts and all of this stuff, they have to be mature enough to flip the switch on it when the season starts, right? Mm-hmm. If you're ever going to navigate one of these long and difficult and unpredictable and long and difficult seasons, you're going to have to navigate those things. It's bad all around, Trey. The quarterback play is awful. The wide receiver. No, thank you. It's awful. The play calling is awful. And to let this shit go. I mean, the thing the thing went up at one in the morning. Fourteen hours later, it's still right. up. Well, what, but you live, dad why his, okay. kid, his kid's 29 years old and has made $300 million. He can speak for himself. So, no, but that doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. Your dad, your dad changes your fucking tires still. My dad yes. still comes over to my house and fucking fixes shit at my house. Yeah, and that's our... our I mean, wait, 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 I'm just saying this. Because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going at OBJ's dad. I'm sick of us fucking attacking dads for being dads. And as a dad, I'm telling you, I might do the same thing for my fucking kid. As a dad, and you see, and you see this town tear his son fucking apart. All of us have done it. We've torn LBJ's dad, OBJ, apart. Oh, he's he's a, he's a pussy. He won't put his arm. He only one hands the ball. The ball was ten minutes late and behind his ass. But like, it was an awful throw. It was an awful throw. Awful so throw. late. So what late. an awful throw. So all I'm just saying is, I'm so sick of this bullshit where we attack a guy, attack a guy, attack a guy, and then when his dad says something, we're like. Oh, my gosh, you've made so much money. Why would you respond back to that? Because they're human beings. As a father, how do you think it feels to go on Instagram or anywhere else? Okay, but, but he didn't make it better. He took a bad situation oh, I, and I'm made not, it worse, I just like Emily okay, Mayfield okay, does, okay. just like all these players do. They I are agree. not mature enough to handle it, and they show it. But and this I agree. I'm not going to kill OBJ's dad for doing what everybody else is doing, and that's the problem. Like when we, like when we make a big shit storm about the next time Emily does something, then I will say, okay, cool. Do we make a big shit storm when Colt McCoy's dad cried to Mary Kay Cabot? After yes, we, we, made, we mocked that relentlessly because it's bullshit. Because a parent, should, parent whose son is in the NFL should stay out of it. We but did they, mock that relentlessly. Yeah, yeah, a little. We, you and I did. Most of Cleveland didn't. I'm just saying, be fair, Zach. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you. But you know what I'm saying. Well, be 
fair. And I got to tell you, if I keep getting my son drug over and over and over, and I know my kid is out there busting his ass and giving more than anybody and giving everything that he has and not getting opportunities, it's only going to go so far before I shoot back. But you're not making it any better, and he's making it. Wait, wait, wait. See, you didn't, you're, not, you're not processing what I'm saying. You keep shooting at my child over and over and over and over. And this is just this. I think, I think if you talk to most family members now, now how we've been raised and how we've been growing up, I would hope I wouldn't do it, Zach. I would hope I wouldn't, but there's only so much you're going to say about my child, my son, whether they're 40 years old or they're four year old before I react. I think that is a natural quality of any family member. I'm not going to argue that. I'm saying it only stands to make the situation worse. Well, what are they doing to make it better? Well, I mean, you just said the quarterback play is shitty. You just said the play calling is shitty. I agree. What are they doing to make it better? Well, we don't know because they haven't had a practice um, <laughs> since the game, right? But when they do, they have to come in and deal with this, right? And guys are spending their off day, like, further texting right. each other, Right. Like, listen, this is what – Baker's playing through an injury, right? It's Odell's clear. playing through an injury. But this is what – Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, Odell, Odell. No, Odell's playing with one shoulder. And I've been and, telling and you guys for weeks. It, it's not even been a year since he did his fucking knee. Yeah. So this is what Baker says in his press conference 40 minutes after the game Sunday. The question is um, something about are you worried about the state of the team? And, you, you know, you mentioned we have to worry about us. Are you worried about the guys in the locker room? And the first set thing he says is, no, I'm sure all within the sports media world, it's going to be the world is falling down. He's – Colin Cowherd's in his fucking head. 40 minutes after the game, he's worried about Colin Cowherd. These guys are children, Dre. Maybe they do need their parents to defend them because exactly. they're children. They're not ready for this shit. They're children. Bingo. Bingo. Remember the main you, – you just hit on it perfectly. When I heard that comment in the postgame, I loved it. Oh, my I loved God. It. I could – I mean – I, I cringed because I was like – I was like – I knew you knew how Those I of us felt. who actually have credentials and go to the press conferences have to wear a mask, right? And I, right. I, was, I could not quit laughing right through it. Because you knew. It's like that's what the concern is. So, I mean, so every – I don't like what OBJ's dad did. I'm not for it. I would tell my dad to take it down, hopefully, as well. But at the same time, I understand the pride that my father has in the kid that he raised. And my dad knows more than I, the, the shit that I've gone through in life, just like your father, just like anybody. Like, that's the thing. Everybody take a, take a deep breath. Like, do you think you're – as a father, no matter how much money you're made and anything else, and you see your son drug – through the streets for no fucking reason. Cause he's given his all you think it's easy just to sit back and just, and just, and let people keep talking about him and kill his career and basically say he's done. Now, now I would hope that you would have, a, that you could hold your water and not pay attention to all the trolls out there and not pay attention to all this. But as you said, what's the quarterback do right after the game? What's the quarterback's wife do after every game, after every game that doesn't go that way. The half the team is on. Tw- I mean, at some point in time, and Kevin Stefanski, you said it last week. You said he was going to be on the hot. Like, this is a part of making these guys grow up. And I can tell you some names. I, I can't even – there are so many old-school football guys that are so fr- – and were frustrated before the whole OBJ dad thing came out because it was obvious to guys that have been in the locker room that it's a, it's a locker room of children, of children that lack maturity and lack professionalism. And, and, and you know what? And this is a part of winning and the hard part of winning. And you always hear about teams trying to repeat and things like this. And I heard Kevin Stefanski. And here's the other thing. 
you cover Kevin Stefanski daily. You probably know more quotes from Kevin Stefanski than I ever will because it's your job. But I remember in the beginning of camp, Kevin Stefanski, and I thought this was the greatest comment, kept telling his team and kept telling the media, what we did last year does not do anything to help us this year. What we did last – everything starts over this year. The coach knew it, but has that team responded this way? These guys are living off of winning how many ever games last – I heard so much about what they did to Steelers back-to-back week. I've heard so much about fans telling them they're going to the Super Bowl. And all we kept saying at the beginning of the year, you can go back through our podcast, is be careful with your expectations. Be careful with where you go with these expectations. The, and here's the, the scary part of it, things that makes me worry. You're only a game out. You're not like you got you can look at me. You got nine games left, but they are coming apart at the seams, right. Zach. Like in October, when when the good teams are getting good, right? And it's not about being perfect, record wise or execution. I mean, they just completed a three game home stand in which they were awful, right? Like right. They went one and three in that three game uh, in in October. Well, I, I guess there's five games in October, so they went two and three, but they went one and three in their last four. They scored 41 points in a three-game homestand. And if you just find a way to win that game, it's like, okay, well, really, Arizona's the only terrible game we played. We're 1-0 in the division. But you go out, you suck on offense, you suck on defense, you lose to the Steelers who can – No, can we we stop? They gave up 15 points, Zach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is the defense great? No, but the defense has been better than the offense. I'm sick of people killing the defense. The defense has been been, – the the numbers say the defense is better than the offense. The offense has scored under – in half the games, they've scored under 20 points. The defense has been better than the offense, but it doesn't mean it's been good. No, but you you don't win – okay, but they won the Minnesota game. They won the Chicago game for you. They they should have won the Pittsburgh game for you, right? Yeah, yeah. Should have, yes. Could have. I mean – (laughs) <laughs> but, that's, but see, this is what I'm saying. But if you listen to the narrative on the radio and, and, and social media and, and in papers and on stupid TV shows on ESPN and FS1, because I fall asleep to them every morning because they're full of shit too. You listen to this, the defense is like the worst defense we've ever seen, but the offense can't score over 20 points. No, in, in like seven touchdown passes in eight. Great. Right. 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 It's Two November. You got seven touchdown passes. Game. Seven touchdown passes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's awful. It's awful. I mean, I can't believe I I'm not the doc. I'm not a doctor, nor am I the head coach. But I can't believe the quarterback would play. And then you, when he does play, he's a pocket passer, which he's not. And yes, his receivers let him down. He doesn't see guys. He can't. He doesn't see. throw it down the field. He can't see. They scare no one. My point about the defense is the Steelers scare no one either, right? And, and, I mean, they gave away points on the fake field goal, all that, yes. But when you do hold a team to 15, you're supposed to win every time. Every and, time. And if, if you don't, then some really strange circumstances involving weather or penalties or bad luck or all of the above screwed you over. It changed the shape of the game. Right. 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 So right. Like, Thank you. Yes. 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 <laughs> I, I'm just – I guess here – all right. I mean, we can talk about it in circles – we could keep going and we probably will. Everybody knows what's happened and everybody knows what's out there today. Again, this is Tuesday, three o'clock. So whether you're listening Tuesday, Wednesday, who knows where it goes, you know, we know. Well, what here's, go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. I mean, can we agree that there's equal blame to go around here 
for the yeah. shit show and it starts with the makeup of the players or or is yeah, there well, some greater blame on one person or one area that, that i don't want to put more blame on one than the other i just want it equal when it's out there and we have these discussions i would say and then when you first said that i honestly was going to say well um we always say who gets the most you it's on the quarterback because they're the number one leader but i don't want to do that because most people aren't ready for that type of conversation um i want at some point in time you just want an adult to stand up in the room and be the adult right yeah. That's my biggest issue with all of this is like, I get it. They've, like, like what is going on on social media is, is and people talk and, and Jason Lloyd, I'm talking to you and I love you. You can call me, but all of our words are meaningless because our asses aren't in that locker room. You, we don't know what's toxic and who is toxic and who is not toxic. We're just reading signs. We're reading shit. That's on, that's on social media. But what my problem is, you don't have a man or men that can bring it. Cause if you put a group of 60 guys, 70 guys together, you put a group of three guys together. Every, everybody's not going to agree for, for the six months. That's, that's not how it works, but the good teams have, there's a lot of teams got this type of shit going on, Zach. And there's, and, and you'll never know on social media. Exactly. And, and this goes back. You realize it's been seven years now when Johnny was doing his shit. We said, do you think Johnny goes out by himself? Right. Right. But the other guys show up at 6 a.m. and are back in the weight room. Right. Yeah. The other guys stay out of the police blotter. Right. That, right. That's, that's what this is. Clearly, the Browns are a mess. And there's issues from chemistry to execution to play calling to personnel to everything. Right. Simple play is not being made. And your most reliable player letting you down in a moment on a day where you were bad and still had multiple chances to win. Right. Yeah. But when you choose to do this, when you choose to act like children, you bring it back out. And that's yeah. why we nitpicked the press conference answers, not just that one, but for weeks with the penalties and all that shit and the Halloween costumes and, and allowing all this to go on because right. every team has that. Right. And you make choices. Do we do we show up the next morning, sweat out the hangover and go, you know, <laughs> right, right. Do I mean, we put our boat, right. Like you said, and, and not only does every team have conflict and have questions and have guys that clash and shit, but it, over, it's healthy because it's how yeah. you bond. It's how you that's deal how you, with exactly. it. Exactly. Nobody goes 17 in this fucking league. No, right? this is how you come together. So when you do this, you show that you're not doing that, right? And right. I, I don't know. I mean, it's again, it's Tuesday. The game's on Sunday. This could be some galvanizing moment. But you can't beat is. anybody when you can't throw it six yards down the field. Right. Thank you. They're playing in a small box, people. And I'm glad Zach came back to that. And I keep hearing you guys, and like, stop saying they, they lost to a t- team they're more talented than. That does, that's stupid. And I've heard so many people say that. Okay, if they are more talented, why are they four and four? It's not about being the most talented. They're not collectively a team. And the, here's the other issue. And everybody wants to call out Stefanski for his play calling. Well, what is he supposed to do? If, and, and, and not deride the wings of Odell Beckham Sr. <laughs> there are guys open. There are guys open. And not just OBJ. There are guys open downfield, and the ball is not getting out and getting out. Um, I, I will say one thing in defense of Odell Beckham Sr., and it's not that. Look it up, guys. Donovan Peoples-Jones has family members who have been on social media in the last few weeks saying, Thank you. Donovan is wide open. Thank you. <laughs> Go on Thank social you. media right now and look at the clips. Harrison yes. Bryant is wide open. Wide open. <laughs> so, you got, and this isn't like hating on someone. This isn't picking on someone. It's the truth. The quarterback is not OB, – OBJ is not the only receiver that's frustrated with, the, with the, what's going on with the offense. Now, in most years, every, like no quarterback makes everybody happy, right? Like that's just part of the deal. But I'm telling you guys, and you can be mad. You don't have to like me, and you can call me names, whatever. I'll block you. 
the quarterback is not getting the ball out to the receivers. And then all of a sudden we say Kevin Stefanski is a bad play caller. Well, is he? Guys are open, people. Now, look, every, you don't get the ball out to every person every time because things happen. You get pressured. The game is – there's no perfect way to run – to do a game. There is an issue getting the ball out to these receivers. And when you play teams like Pittsburgh who have a strong front seven, they are going to force you into plays and into things that make you uncomfortable. Or as Bill Belichick likes to say, they're going to make you play left-handed, meaning they're going to take away everything you like doing, like rolling out to throw the ball deep so you can see. Does any team let them roll outside of the defensive ends anymore? No, no nor do they even really try. They don't even try. But watch the ends now. On play action, they just go upfield. The DNs just go upfield. It's what you would do with Lamar Jackson, right? You, you basically build – you put him in a pocket. You don't let him outside mm-hmm. the outside of the pocket because why would you do it? Correct. Why would you let him out there? Yeah. The numbers and everything else, the numbers and everything else tell you the only time the ball is thrown downfield is when he's outside of the pocket. So they're not letting him outside of the pocket. Therefore, you have an offense that the timing is off. Now you play a good front seven. You, we watched Arizona put six men and basically go head up on each. Wyatt Teller told it to me perfectly. Arizona came out and went head up on each guy. So when you're in a zone blocking scheme, you certainly can't do your zone blocking when every guy is covered. Pittsburgh, basically with their 3-4 front, did the same thing. And they have strong enough guys in the middle in different spots that they can push your ass back. So suddenly this great running game that you have and this great blocking scheme is being defended in a way that's tough. Which and somebody asked me, well, how do you go get over that? You throw the ball downfield and make them start covering you that way. But they can't. Is that Kevin Stefanski's fault? No, but I would say this. The last two opening scripts have been good. One's been Baker, one's been not. Yeah. If, you know, if you're going to play him and you know by now who's going to – I mean, this is what's really alarming from a football standpoint. It's a fourth time in 54 weeks you played the Steelers, right? So we all think you're better than the Steelers man for man, but now you, you know what everybody's doing and you're not because they drag you into high school game and beat you. Right. <laughs> right? But that's like, what – you know what, though? That's not, they're playing a know, defensive tackle at quarterback. You've been, right? But you say that, but like – that's that's great football. You can call it high school, college, little league, or whatever else. Well, right now I'm saying they 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 know what their limitations are. I, I would like to see from the play calling different because if you're going, I guess I I got on two different thoughts there. You have to do something different than drop him back and let him because he can't see. Right, he can't see. And yes, he did have a very. I have and I've heard some people go. Well, look at how how great he. And this is where the people that want to go at Kevin Stefanski. Um, they're like, well, he threw the ball downfield a ton after under. <laughs> I can't believe we're saying this. He threw the ball a lot downfield when Kevin, when Kevin, when uh, the fat boy, when Freddie, when Freddie was the coach. That was before the league had a had a manuscript out on what they do. They know what they do, and they've taken it away. People, this game is hard. The best teams have to find what you know. We can make all the fun of what we want to Ben Roethlisberger. When the game was on the line, he threw the pass that meant most. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what it comes down to. Listen, if you just look at the numbers, the Browns' numbers aren't terrible. If you just look and say the only terrible game they've played is is Arizona, right? Like, I mean, this what before that that was a terrible game on Sunday. Of the first seven, they only played one terrible game. But on fourth down and in the fourth quarter, they're failing spectacularly, and you're never going to be good enough to get away with that. You're never. You're you're going to lose. You're going to lose some at the end. Right, you're not always going to. 
um, execute in those big spots or you're not always going to have an ideal game script and, and all of those things. Right. right. But like, near the halfway point of the season on fourth quarter on fourth down, they're terrible. And in the fourth quarter, they're terrible, terrible. I mean, but you know, it's funny when we were doing Brownstown, um, ah, who was it? It's Sean Smith of all people. And he made a great point and a couple other guys did. And the, the point that they made that, you know, you go back in the 2007 season to the 2008 and how, uh, you know, I want to say Sean said, you know, it, it, no, it was Josh Cribs. Cribs said it was inches, the difference between winning games in 07 and losing games in 08. It is hard to win NFL football games. And if you aren't all on the same thought process and you allow little things that little things didn't affect them last year, I don't know. Maybe it was easier to coach under the, under the, the guys of guys couldn't go out last year. Guys had, I mean, you had to do everything over Zoom. And maybe it galvanized these guys and brought them together in a way that we didn't understand. But this is a completely different year for Kevin Stefanski and, and for every coach. And some coaches are, are going to be better in the situation you had last year, and some are going to be better in the one they have this year. But it was difficult right now because there's, there's not very easily and, – and this isn't me going at the quarterback because I don't have to. The play tells me all I need to see. But in three of the losses, Zach, and this is very elementary of, me, elementary of me to say, but it would capitalize on it and change a lot of things because winning is the best deodorant in the world. Quarterback go out and win two of those three games where they had the ball last. Any of this shit happening going right now? No. No. I mean, it, I, I hate to, to come back to it like that, but that is, that's the NFL in a nutshell, right? Like – the quarterback can save a lot by just going out in Kansas city. If you go down the field in that last drive and win that game and not have to go back. I mean, this has started from week one because what was it on Monday after that first game? Was he trying to throw it away or did he just screw up? Yeah. Where's the first place he went on the team bus on the way to the airport? Instagram. <laughs> Tell me. Instagram. 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 Thank, bingo. Bingo. Yeah. So then you, you have that game. And, you know, you get an interception late, and now you find out that wasn't even – that's a 500-team, too, than Kansas City. You had the ball against Pittsburgh with a chance to drive. You've had a chance to drive three times. And I'm sorry. There's 60-minute games, and people like Zach and I lo- – I love breaking down the first drive. I love breaking down the second drive. I love that the Browns only scored in their first drive after halftime and their first drive to start the game. That is a pointing at Kevin Stefanski in this offense. I will tell you that that three of their main scores in the last three, two weeks have come on the first drives of the game and then a drive after right. halftime. Right. That's so that is, that is something that needs to be worked upon. But I will also say if I'm the head coach and I get called into the head office, I would say, you know what? I haven't been great for 60 minutes, but our team, and, and if I'm the defensive coordinator, I would say, you know what? We've gotten you the ball back with a chance to win three out of our four losses. What has happened in those three or four times? Mm-hmm. I mean that that last three minutes in Sandy in, in LA oh, was yeah. pathetic, pathetic. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Now this one was pathetic. This last week, I will say, Jarvis had one of his worst games ever, and and he and you say it, Jarvis shouldn't have fumbled the ball. Bart Jarvis should have caught the ball. I, I agree with all of those things. Jarvis did not help you, but in the long run, when we break down, like when you break down Tom Brady's game-winning drives. Do you ever hear about the guy that caught it, dropped or caught passes? No, that- this is just what you sign up for. Right? When Joe Montana, yeah, when Joe Montana would win games at the, on the last drive, 
I never heard shit about John Taylor dropping something or, 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 or rice ever. Yeah. And the drops, not just Odell's and Jarvis says they've been terrible. They've, they've come at the wrong times. And guys Odell didn't have a drop open. last week. Odell. And you're no, right. But Odell, but has, my, Odell did not have a drop. Last no, week. he did not have a drop last week. No, he did not. No. And I'm, I'm sick of people saying stupid shit like that. Not like that is not a drop. Like, like, what do you that you guys play too much Madden? You guys, like every person that thinks that's a drop. How about you run your ass down, run your ass forty? Most of you guys can't run ten yards, but run forty yards, and then you let me get three people, and let's all pad up, and let me hit the shit out of your ribs, and you extend everything, and then let's come back and have a conversation. You tell me what a drop is or is not. I, it's true. How many? But seriously, and I hate to go to that. I hate to go that route. But you know what we're seeing out there. Like, most of these people have no idea what it's like to run over the middle of the field, whether it's in the NFL, Little League, or high school. And, they, like, they've played so many video games, Zach. They just think that if it, if, it does, if it does this, you should catch it. That's not how it works, Zach, and you know that. Ask any guy that's ever – it's like free throws, and we still need to do this. I'm going to go shoot some <laughs> after this. But no, no, because we, these are things that we do, and I'm, and I'm just being realistic. We sit around and, you know, we, uh, man, how, how does that guy only hit 60% of his free throws? Well, shit. Let's take the average American and the average guy on Twitter that's the smartest guy on Twitter. Let's put him in an arena. Let's put 15 grand in there and let him yell, scream, or say nothing. And let's see how cool and how great you are. Most of us have no chance of doing And I get it's what we do. We talk about it. But uh, I'm sick of seeing guys physically give their bodies up and people just flippantly say, oh, that guy's a pussy. He should have caught that. Really? Yeah. You're okay. Right. You're right. Okay. Um, let's get out of here on this. All right. So I forget the exact context. Oh, it was the, my mailbag column last week, right? Yeah. Where, you know, I basically said, hey, we only got room for seven or eight questions, but if I got 25, more than half were about the quarterback. And, you know, yes, the quarterback is playing hurt. And yes, in the quarterback's two good seasons, he hasn't gotten good till back half of the year. So yes, he deserves some benefit of the doubt. But then I laid out exactly what we've been saying on here for a long time. He's not good enough to win you big prizes and he's not helping you right now, right? So in the comments section, someone said, and it was a well-reasoned take, but someone basically said, you know, I'm fine sticking with Baker because I've been here through this and and Baker's perfectly average and, you know, it's whatever. And I said, okay, I, I get what you're saying and you laid it out fine. But if the goal isn't to win one title, then what, then what are we doing here? Right. Sure. And, and some other people were like, took that guy's side, which, which is fine, but I don't, I, I'll never understand that line of thinking. This is pro sports. This is not the right. Manchester sparkle market Orioles chasing down <laughs> the, you know, the uh, nine and 10 year old world series ice cream stand championship. Right. Uh, yeah. So um, like, I, I would just say this. On A to Z, we tell you the truth is in the middle, right? And here on November 2nd, it looks like the Browns were a lot further from winning than anybody thought. Anybody, (laughs) right? And in the middle of that is even if you are one of those people that just likes to have the team to root for and just doesn't want them to be that the the worst team in the league, that's fine too because this is all supposed to be for fun, right? Mm -hmm. Right. But in the middle where all these roads meet, you can't be a laughingstock. And the players' social media bullshit, mm-hmm. and the players choosing the ways that they've chosen to respond to the adversity and the spotlight and all of that has made the Browns a laughing stock again. And it can be temporary, yeah, right. But like, nobody wants that. It's not fun. 
it's not productive. It's not anything, right? Like it's well, it's embarrassing. It's it embarrassing. Let me, yeah, let me that's say not that's us being this. old. That's just us no, being. It is embarrassing. Bad. This isn't how you go about doing things. Um, let me say it like this: If you want to ride with six, because it's this is it's you know this is the best that we've had, and this and, and if he's average, so be it. Um, but he's ours, and he can win you games against teams of your elk. And when that's he was you average, you were winning. But go right. ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um. I want to say this the right way, and I'm going to say it without emotion to it because I want people to really get where we're going. If he's just an average quarterback, but he stands and he's good in the community, and he is, he ta- he's do- he does some great things in the community. I won't take that away from him. Um, but if you're going to be an average player, like there's only a handful of guys that can get away with the other bullshit that comes along with number six. If you're going to be average – then I need you to be a great leader. I need you to stand up after games sometimes and take it all on yourself and not go on social media. Be a leader. Be the man in the room. And the problem is, and maybe it's just the generation that we're dealing with, that this generation feels like it has to run and cover its own back rather than just taking it on. Like Bernie, like, and I know it's different. There's 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Only about 15 of them matter. Sorry, Bernie. You matter still, too. But the other 17 that only matter on Sunday until they find somebody better, they shut the fuck up and they work hard. And, and they stay out of all the bullshit because they know somebody's coming to take their job real soon. And they know that there's things they need to work on and get better at immediately. Aaron Rodgers can do this shit. His credentials say he can say, do whatever he wants. He can pop guns to Pooch Shiesty on Halloween. He can he, he, he don't have to go to the, he don't have to go talk to his coaches during timeouts. There's only one Aaron Rodgers, people. There's only one Tom Brady. The rest of these guys, they they gotta go along with the team and the coaching staff. They got they gotta they gotta play it right. They've gotta be the grown up, the adult. And sometimes even when they're not wrong, you gotta take it on the chin and be a leader and and, and take it. And come out and say, you know what? I got to get, get the ball to these guys. And just leave it at that. Until someone truly in the locker room that plays the games wants to be an adult, you're going to deal with childlike situations. But you could have your friends go online and back you up, too. They usually do. <laughs> and, you know, as we're thinking about this, like, and I'm thinking about, your, I'm thinking about the relationships we have with our fathers. I know for 100%. My dad would never do what OBJ's dad did, and I know yours wouldn't. But our dads are different. And our dads, you know what, our, dad, our dads both would come at us and probably say, hey, you got in this business, this is the business you're in. If you can't deal with it, go fucking be a man somewhere else. Pretty sure that's what Mr. October would say. I'm pretty sure that's what my dad would say. Yeah. But also, I don't know how long my dad could take hearing people talk shit about me, knowing everything that I've given up in my life to be where I'm at either. And I know your dad's at some point, it will break anybody, right? You continue to see stuff said about your child. At some point, it will break you, I believe. If you think, if you see it as false, like, I don't know the relationship with OBJ and his dad, and neither do you. And I'm not talking to Zach. I'm talking to persons that are listening. But I know we've all been frustrated that you have this talent as a receiver here, and they can't figure out how to use them. So we all have to know the frustration levels are high. And they're rightly high because I think we all have had expectations to see a way more than what we're getting. 
And what was culminated to this day, and we're almost at the trade deadline and nothing was ever going to happen because there's, why would you trade for any of this? The culmination of frustration is at the highest of high levels. So Andrew Barry, this is a time where you bring everybody in the room and you say, yes, I'm frustrated and I'm mad and we're going to sit in this room and we're going to figure it out and we're not leaving this room until it's figured out and we're going to tell all our family to shut the fuck up or all of you are going home. Clock's ticking. Still can make the playoffs. Still could. That's what's crazy. They're not trending in the right direction. No. Uh, quite obviously, right? But, <sighs> yeah. That's a hard butt for you. And that's why I'm trying to be careful. Well, I just, you know, like last year we were so separated from the team, right? Yes. And, and you've, yes. you've said a lot of this, right? And we're always separated from, you know, to an extent, right? If you don't yeah. work for the team, you're not in those. You're walls. not in yes. one more minute than you're allowed to be. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in 2019, Dre, I would, I, I was well aware things were off the rails. Right. 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 Just, just in, in, in how it looked and felt right. Mm-hmm. And here we are two seasons later. And now there were, it was a completely foundationless organization in 2019. Um, I don't think that's the case now, but so much of it is similar and it's just like this. this hey, what, hey yeah, I'm sorry. Place. What's your situation right now? I got, we got to go. We got to sign. All right. Cause I got, I, 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 cause I need, I got five more minutes. I just want to get my, make sure my kids know to come in. And, and I'm in yeah, no, I gotta go. I gotta go. So, all right. All right. All right, guys. Hey, um, thank you for listening. We'll do a happy hour sometime later in the week. We'll check the schedules and, and who knows where this thing is going to go. We're signing off 10 minutes for the trade deadline. There's zero indication that Odell or anyone else would be traded. He makes too much money. He couldn't pass a physical, um, all that stuff that you already knew. Right. Right. Um, his family tried to get him traded on Instagram anyway. Congrats to all of them. Thanks to all of you for listening. And we will talk to you soon. <laughs>